Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence, and I'm set to go against the spread on this, the second to last week of the National Football League season for the 2014 year. Victor King, my co-host, will be off once again this week. He's recovering from a triple bypass surgery operation. I'm glad to report that Victor is doing really rather quite well. He's making progress each and every day, and he hopes to be in with us sitting here for our final show of the season next week when we wrap up the 2014 season here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. And with that, we take our turn over to the college football bowl scene where the big news around our offices is the release of the publication, our college football bowl stat report. Just came out Wednesday morning, and this is a most highly sought-after bowl publication. 16 pages jam-packed with winning information all about each and every college football bowl game, every stat, trend, angle, and best bet you can imagine, all contained inside the college bowl stat report, of which you can order now downline at playbook.com, just in time for all the bowl games. And speaking about the bowl games, I'll be previewing this year. We do our annual college bowl bonanza on the show each year. And this year, I'll preview with you on the show the first segment of what we're going to call the pre-New Year's Day bowl games, or the games that are not part of the major Power Five conferences. We're going to take a look from a conference preview standpoint of the non-Power Five conferences on the show this week. And then in our final show here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread next week, Victor and I will preview the Power Five conferences and how they shape up for the college football bowl games this year. And speaking about the college football teams, going back in our database, I pulled out the associated preseason top 25 teams in the college football polls before the season began this year and compared them to the final playoff rankings that were announced by the playoff committee. And lo and behold, what we find here in the what happened in the beginning of the season as opposed to the current rankings, we have no less than nine teams that were in the preseason top 25 poll that did not make the final 25 teams. Those teams happen to be, by the way, Number sixth-ranked TCU finished sixth in the final committee rankings. They were not in the preseason top 25. Number seven, Mississippi State, nowhere to be seen in the preseason top 25. Number 10, Arizona Wildcats, nowhere to be seen in the preseason polls as well. Number 12, Georgia Tech, missing from the preseason top 25, as was number 16, Missouri. Number 20, Boise State number 21, Louisville, number 22, Utah, and number 25, Minnesota. Those were all teams that were not given any acknowledgement in the preseason beginning, the teams that uh, didn't make it, the teams who were in the top 25 preseason polls that slipped completely out this year and obviously fell to minor bowls, and I'll talk about that in a subject when I preview our college football bowls in the next segment here in the show about how disinterested those favorites can become. The teams who slipped out of the preseason top 25 and didn't make the final rankings, Oklahoma Sooners were the number four team in the preseason polls, yet they bottomed out with that big-time loss to Oklahoma State in their final game of the season. 
It was number nine, South Carolina, who had a horrible season, winning only six football games this year. They didn't make the cut, nor did number 11, Stanford, who had a choppy season this year because of a really horrible offense that just stalled continuously in the red zone offense. They were the worst team in college football and red zone offense this year were the Stanford Cardinal. Notre Dame, the fighting Irish, also do not make the cut. They were a number 17 ranked team inside the AP top 25 polls. Number 21, Texas A&M. Number 22, Nebraska. Number 23, North Carolina. And number 25, Washington, all underachieved thus far this football season. As I say, when I get to the college football bowl preview here in the next segment of the show, we'll break down some of the teams in those minor conferences to show exactly what tips and trends we have directly from the Playbook College Football Bowl stat report. Before I flip it over to the National Football League side of things, once again, a recap of the conferences this year and how many teams made the top 25 rankings. Recapping once again, it was the SEC that led the way with seven teams inside the top 25 final teams in the playoff committee polls. Second was the Pac-12 Conference with five teams leading the way of the Pac-12 Conference. Then with four teams, it was the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the ACC, and one team from a non-Power 5 Conference. That happened to be Boise State from the Mountain West Conference cracked the top 25 polls. And again, I'll get to that in just a moment here as we preview our college football bowl games upcoming directly with news and notes from the college football bowl stat report. Flipping it over to the National Football League side of things, uh, I commented last week a, a little bit in about the fact that a team out of the NFC South is going to host a playoff game this year. Ridiculous, especially when that team won't have a winning record. Most likely will have a losing record that will probably be either New Orleans, Atlanta, or possibly even Carolina. And again, just to hammer home, myself on the bandwagon, it's time to reseed these NFL playoff pairings. These teams deserve to maybe make the playoff by winning their division, but because they're geographically set, doesn't mean that they happen to hone in an advantage over teams that played a much better schedule and had a much better record for the season. Uh, in my opinion, the team that wins the NFC South should make the playoffs, but they should be reseeded and be on the road in the playoffs, not hosting NFL football playoff games. And talking about teams in the National Football League playoffs that bottomed out, how about the San Francisco 49ers from last week, this disappointing game that they had against Seattle? Now they're going to finish the season out of the playoffs for the first time under head coach Jim Harbaugh. Amazing because Harbaugh took the 49ers to the NFC Championship game each and every one of his three years as a head coach there, yet they'll be home for the sidelines. And if for no other reason, I'm not one to cry against referees and bad calls and uh, crying soaking up in our beer over the fact that a referee made a blow in a game and cost either a point spread decision or a win-loss record on the scoreboard, but Ed Hockley's wins the award this year. I don't know if anybody caught, our listeners out there, caught the Seattle San Francisco game last week, but a call that Ed Hockley made late in the game, uh, he called roughing the quarterback on the San Francisco 49ers, and it turned what was a third and long decision for San Francisco to have to kick a field goal, awarded him an automatic first down. The next play, they promptly scored, and all of a sudden, they win the game by 10 points in that contest rather than winning the game by four. A big, huge 
decision by Ed Hockeys, and in my opinion here, is it's not the referee that should decide the win-loss result on the scoreboard. It has to be the players, and you can't let a play like that determine who's going to win, who's going to lose, and more importantly, who's going to stay home from the playoffs this year as opposed to moving on. I think Ed Hockeys, the bonehead call of the year in the National Football League last week. Don't you go away. When I come back, I'm going to tear it down with you our college football bowl preview. We'll start with our conference preview call from the Bowl Stat Report. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Don't make a move without your playbook. It's Mark Lawrence's Playbook Football Newsletter, the Football Handicappers Newsletter, filled with awesome angles, incredible stats, college and NFL game write-ups, and much, much more. Get your playbook now at 1-800-PLAYBOOK or visit playbook.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence, and I'm going against the spread in this week's College and NFL Pro Football Cards on this, the second-to-last show of the season. It's also the second to last week of the National Football League regular season before we head into the playoffs. College football bowl game pairings are all set, locked, and loaded, as is the college football bowl report. Our playbook college football bowl report, I'm going to share with you news and notes from our conference call page inside the college bowl report. These are tidbits where Victor King has taken the time to break down each and every college football conference and how they fared in bowl games using our database dating all the way back to 1980. Get your pens and pencils ready because I'm going to share with you the minor conferences or the teams that are not in the Power Five conferences, if you will, and some of the news and notes about them And as they enter into the bowl season this year. Remember, Victor and I, hopefully Victor will be back with me for the final show of the season next week. We'll preview the Power Five conferences and we'll go a little bit more in detail about certain teams and certain games inside the Power Five conferences. But kicking it off this year, the new AAC, the American Athletic Conference, now in its second year of operation, they take to the bowls this year. And formerly the Big East Conference, and they, a lot of Big East trends or teams are involved here from teams that were former Big East teams. This conference, we merged both conferences together because we'd only be talking about a two-year conference in the AAC had we not. But you take a combination of the teams out of the Big East and the AAC, the best AAC bowl trend happens to belong to the Houston Cougars out of this conference, and it's because they, teams in this conference, in bowl games, are 10-1 to the spread when they're underdogs against an opponent that's off an underdog win. That'll be the role for the Houston Cougars, and I like their chances in this bowl game uh, when they play in their conference bowl matchup this year. The worst trend inside the AAC Bowls happens to be a fade against the East Carolina Pirates, and it's the bowl trend is simply that Bowl teams inside this conference are just 2-7 and seven to the spread when they're dogs off a straight-up loss. That's a fate against East Carolina. They're going to play a, a big battle against the SEC, the Florida Gators, this year. We'll see if East Carolina can step up in that football game. We'll find out inside that big matchup in the bowl season coming ahead. Moving on down now to our Conference USA overview taking a look at teams inside this large conference that is dying to enter into Power 5 status if for no other reason, just because there's a bevy of teams inside this conference, but having a lot of teams doesn't mean for a lot of quality. The Conference USA is still a mid-rung college football conference, if you will. Taking a look inside our college conference preview about the 
Conference USA teams, the best trend inside the Conference USA. Once again, this is all out of our College Bowl conference call. We're inside the report, our Playbook College Football Bowl stat report, which is available now online just in time for the bowl games. You can download that at playbook.com or give our office a call toll-free to get a copy at 1-800-PLAYBOOK. That's 1-800-752-9266. Inside the Conference USA, the best bowl trend to be found is the fact that teams in this conference, when they're playing against an opponent that's awful loss and the team from the Conference USA had scored 35 or more points the previous game, they've gone 8-2 and two to the spread in this particular role. That will be a play favoring Western Kentucky in this college football bowl matchup, although yours personally does not really like the Western Kentucky side of the football game. I'm just reiterating to you some of the best and worst conference trends that evolve inside these bowl games this football season. The worst trend inside the Conference USA in bowl games is a play against Louisiana Tech, a football team that improved down the stretch, closed really strong under Skip Holtz, and closed with a charge. However, they're in a bad role given the fact that uh, teams in this conference that are out back-to-back spread wins, taking on an opponent off a win, are just 3-11 and 11 to the spread. That's the personality of teams inside the Conference USA, a play against Louisiana Tech in that particular role. Moving it on now over to the independent teams, the teams that are not conference-affiliated. They also have a history of teams inside these bowl games. Taking a look here, the best independent bowl trend happens to be a play favoring BYU in their inaugural Miami Beach Bowl game down here in South Florida when they play Memphis this year. That trend is simply the fact that independent teams, the last six of them that have been favored or pick are five and one to the spread. That's the particular role that this Memphis BYU game is in as we speak. A pick right now as we're talking. The worst independent bowl trend is against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And it says to play against any independent team that's off a loss against an opponent off a win. Those teams happen to be 0-7 against the spread. That'd be a play against Notre Dame. But I'm going to caution you because inside the college football bowl stat report is a mighty awesome angle play which favors Notre Dame. You can learn that awesome angle. There's another team that also qualifies. It's an awesome angle inside that particular bowl game that's gone 30-3 and against the spread in bowl games since 1980. And once again, it's contained inside this year's college football bowl stat report. We're taking it over now to the Mid-American Conference, who's really, really struggled in bowl games of late. This fledgling conference, I shouldn't say fledgling, I should just say flat-out poor conference, has, again, underachieved in bowl games. They're just 22-36-1 to the spread overall in our database in bowl games dating all the way back to 1980. It seems like they can't beat anybody when it comes to bowl games. And in fact, 14-32 and straight up, just 13-32-1 to the spread running of late here for MAC teams in bowl games. The best bowl trend that we could find in it was really difficult, like looking for a needle in a haystack when you're talking about MAC teams in bowl games is the fact that bowl favorites, MAC bowl favorites that are favored by less than six points who are off a win happen to be six and two against the spread. It's rare you'll find a MAC team favored, but when you do, the odds makers are right most of the time that they indeed should be the favorite. That'll be a play favoring Toledo in their bowl matchup this year. The worst bowl trend is fading Mac dogs that are seven or more points. They're just completely outclassed in these bowl games. They're just one and eight to the spread, and that plays against Northern Illinois in their bowl matchup. And I want to make this note also inside the Mac conference. 
On the front page of the College Football Bowl stat report is a breakdown of each and every College Football Bowl team, how they did against other bowl teams this year, and how they fared against all other teams this year. In Inside this College Football Bowl stat report, which is a sister publication of our midweek alert, our statistical newsletter, we note that should Central Michigan stay the dog in their bowl game, they are one of only two teams in the College Football Bowl card this year that would be the underdog that has the better offense and the better defense. Moving on over now to the Mountain West Conference, a conference I think that has grown in stature each and every year. Take a look at how they fared in bowl games as well. Most recent of late, the Mountain West Conference has struggled. They're just 7-11 and 11 straight up and 6-12 and 12 to the spread running. So they've had a little bit more of a difficult time of late inside bowl games, have teams out of the Mountain West Conference. The best trend involving teams out of the Mountain West Conference, teams who are Taking on opponents that are up straight up in ATS losses, those teams out of the Mountain West have fared well going 7-2 and two to the spread. That would favor Air Force, Boise State, and Fresno State. The bad trend that works inside the Mountain West Conference this year is the fact that favorites that are taking on opponents off a spread win are just 2-9 and nine to the spread. That would be a play against Nevada in their bowl game when they take on a fellow Sun Belt Conference foe this year. And I also mentioned earlier in my previous conference review of the MAC conference that there were two teams that in college bowl games this year that had better offenses and better defenses. The other one happens to reside in the Mountain West Conference, that being Boise State, a clear-cut choice, better offense and better defense in their bowl game. Wrapping it up now with the final non-Power 5 conference as we do our overview preview of the college football bowl games upcoming. It's the Sunbelt Conference, and taking a look inside the Sunbelt Conference, who has fared really rather quite well in bowl games of late. You take a look, they're 9-6 and six straight up and 9-5-1 and one to the spread. A good bowl run of late here for teams inside the Sunbelt Conference. The best trend in that conference, and by the way, there are three teams representing the Sunbelt Conference this year. The best trend inside the conference is finding dogs that scored 31 or more points in their last game. They're 5-0-1 to the spread. That favors two of those three teams, that being Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette. The worst bowl trend inside the Sun Belt Conference is the other team. It would be a play against South Alabama, as we note that favorites of six or less points in bowl games out of the Sun Belt Conference are just one and four against the spread. That's a review of the minor college football bowl conferences here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. Reminder, next week, Victor and I will preview the Power Five conferences. We'll get into not only the top trends involved in those games, but also a breakdown of some of the more interesting matchups. And if Victor is able to be with us next week, I'm sure he'll break down a favorite over-underplay in the college football bowl games as well. Don't you go away. When I come back, I'm going to share with you our NFL game of the week. Doesn't sound like much inside of the matchup, but it is going to determine who wins a division or a division inside of a National Football League game when they break down the Atlanta Falcon New Orleans Saints game. When I come back with more, right around the corner here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. Make a move without your playbook. It's Mark Lawrence's Playbook Football Newsletter, the Football Handicappers Newsletter, filled with awesome angles, incredible stats, and much, much more. Get your playbook now at 1-800-PLAYBOOK or visit playbook.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence, and I'm going against the spread on this week's college and pro football cards, and it's time for our National Football League 
Game of the Week segment, we'll take a look inside the NFC South matchup when the Atlanta Falcons travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And before I get there, I want to remind our listeners out there that if you are into daily fantasy football, as a lot of people are doing these days, daily fantasy football, simply it's an easy way to win money and cash each and every day. If you like fantasy sports, any at all, you can wager on your fantasy sports teams and win money each and every day. In fact, you can win up to a million dollars in play at DraftKings.com. To take advantage of a special offer, I'm offering all of our listeners out there at DraftKings.com. I'll award you a free copy of the Playbook College Football Bowl Stat Report. All you need to simply do is to open up an account at DraftKings. The Bowl Stat Report sells for $20. You open up an account at DraftKings for just $25. You can play and win that money, turn that money into, who knows, maybe a million dollars when you open up an account at DraftKings.com. And when you do so... I'll award you a free copy of the College Football Bowl Stat Report as a special thank you from everybody here at Playbook.com. To take advantage of this offer, simply use the promo code MLATS, Mark Lawrence against the spread. That's MLATS when you log on at DraftKings.com. Or if you have any questions about playing daily fantasy football, feel free to give our office a call toll-free at 1-800-PLAYBOOK. That's 1-800-752-9266. And we'll be able to help you establish and open up your account at DraftKings.com, where you can turn daily fantasy into cash each and every day. And you'll also pick up a free copy of the College Football Bowl Stat Report by doing so. That's DraftKings.com. Or call our office toll-free at 1-800-PLAYBOOK. You'll be glad you did. Now, taking a look at our National Football League Game of the Week on tap this week, the New Orleans Saints will play host the Atlanta Falcons. And as I mentioned earlier on in the show, a matchup of two losing football teams, but each in the hunt, if you will, for the division title inside the NFC South. Currently, the Atlanta Falcons reside in third place in the conference at just 5-9, and nine, but they're just one game behind the New Orleans Saints, if you can believe it. And in fact, the Atlanta Falcons control their playoff destiny. Should they win this football game and win their final game of the season, it will be the Falcons that will win this division. So they come in here highly motivated to the Falcons, despite the fact that they bring the league's worst defense into the league. They're allowing 410 yards a game. Last week, the Falcons took a hit on the chops. We did also on our late phone service. I used the Falcons. It was a little bit disappointing news to learn that Julio Jones was a late-minute scratch in that football game. He expects to be back for this football game. And if he's back in the lineup, it'll be a big, big chance for the Atlanta Falcons in this contest, who happen to be 9-1 to the spread the last 10 years, are the Falcons in their final road game of the season. Moving it over to the New Orleans Saints side of the contest, the Saints currently reside in first place inside the lowly NFC South at 6-8 and eight on the season, and they happen to bring the second-worst defense into the league, allowing 390 yards a game. They came back from the dead, have the Saints reclaim first place in this division. A big Monday night win over the Chicago Bears did it for them. They were highly incentivized in that football game. A win meant first place for the Saints. They grabbed it and cashed and took advantage of it when they beat back the downtrodden Bears in that football game. The bad news for the Saints coming into this football game, this is their final home game of the season. They're 0-4 straight up into the spread the last four years when playing their final home game of the season. And they're also back home for almost the first time in almost two months, if you will, 
for this football team. Been a long time since they've been away from home, and they've been really struggling at home. In fact, I'm not going to change that. They're 0-4 straight up in ATS their last four home games, I should say. Not their last home game, their last four home games, where they've amazingly dropped four straight home games in a row. It's been almost two months since they won a football game at home for the New Orleans Saints. This is their final home game of the season. And when they're in that particular role against division teams, they're just 5-13 and 13 straight up and against the spread. And when they've been a host to the Atlanta Falcons inside this series, when the Falcons come in off a loss, New Orleans is just 1-11 to the spread. They've had a very, very difficult time in this particular role against the Falcons. The good news for New Orleans, after Monday Night Football games, they've really bounced back and played really rather well, going 6-0 straight up in ATS. Personally, my side in the football game, I'll take the points with the Atlanta Falcons here, who I think I have the not only the option of controlling their own destiny to win this division, but also the luxury of taking points against a team that is in disarray when playing at home here of late. Just this quick note also here from Victor King. I talked with him before the show, and he passed this note along. We talked about these two teams and their horrible defenses, the two worst defenses in the National Football League. Also, the combination of two highly potent offenses, I think, has all the ingredients for a possible overtotal in the game, and Victor agrees. In fact, he shares this stat with us he wanted to pass on to you, that this year alone in the National Football League, in games where there's been a total of 52 or more points in a game, and the home team is coming in off a straight-up and ATS win, as are the New Orleans Saints. There's only been five occurrences this year, and all five games have flown over the total that a complimentary side from Victor King as he looks over the total in this football game as well. That's been my overview of our National Football League Game of the Week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. And with that, it's time to hop out to Las Vegas now for one of our favorite segments as we visit with Dave Tooley, the proprietor of ViewFromVegas.com. I know Dave's really hopping right now with only two weeks remaining in the National Football League season. Dave also authors a uh, betting column at ESPN.com. You can check that out at ESPN.com. Look for Tuesdays with Tooley on ESPN.com and follow Dave Tooley. With that, we're going to welcome Dave back to the show. Dave, how's everything going for you in Las Vegas these days? Uh, things are going good. Um, last week in the NFL uh, was the uh, first loss, uh, I think, in the, in the last month. A uh, little, di- little disappointing uh, coming down the stretch here, but um, really looking forward to these uh, la- last two weeks uh, and mixing in the holiday season as well. I know we had a little bit of a rough time in the Super Bowl contest ourselves last week, Dave. And was that largely attributed to the fact that it was a chalk week, or did we just pick the wrong dogs? <laughs> I think you just picked the wrong dogs. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately it was it was pretty uh, pretty much split uh, uh, 50-50, uh Yeah, favorites and dogs eight seven and one against the uh, View from Vegas consensus closing numbers that I grade uh, the final results against, but uh, the uh, but the top players in the uh, Super Contest continue to roll along. Uh, the leader, CH Ballers, uh, went 4-0-1 against the spread, so oh, wow. he, he certainly found the, the right dogs and the, <laughs> the right <laughs> favorites and, and the one push, and uh, that was on the uh, Seattle-San Francisco game. But yeah, his record now is 57-17-1. Yeah, seventy-seven percent. He he could go zero and ten and still cash part of the bonus for six, hitting sixty-seven percent. And he has a three and a half game lead over second place, and a five game lead over third place wow. right now with, wow. with just ten picks to go. So fifty-seven, seventeen, and one. What's his spread record, Dave? 
<laughs> very funny uh yeah that, that is the spread record believe it or not wow unbelievable ch ballers i guess as we mentioned earlier on getting ready to cash that ticket here very very soon as dave said he can go 0 and 10 and still finish 67 percent and cash that particular bonus inside the contest i'd say it's been a record-breaking setting performance by ch ballers this year and does anybody yet dave know who ch ballers is or are they still an anonymous group or person uh, well, people know who he is. Again, I asked Jay Cornier uh, for an interview, and uh, uh, the leader politely declined. Um, probably doesn't want to jinx himself. And I mean, I've written before about the uh, the Thule curse, how <laughs> I've inter- interviewed other leaders, and then they've gone uh, on losing streaks. Uh, don't I don't really believe there's a jinx. Uh, it's just uh, you know not everybody can win. You know. Nonstop every week, except for CH Ballers, it appears <laughs> this year is uh, breaking that mold. But uh, I mean, I've had uh, ticket writers at the uh, at the Westgate, you know, tell me that you know he was in earlier putting in his picks. So um, you know, Jay Cornegay before had said that it was a he. So we know we know it's a male, and uh, from the fact he's putting in his own picks, I'm guessing he's a local. But uh, beyond that, he's kept a really low profile. So it's it's going to be very interesting when uh, we finally get a chance to uh, to meet him. That'll be interesting to find out who and what he's all about. A record-setting performance by C.H. Ballers in the Superbook contest thus far this football season. And talking about the football season thus far this year, Dave, uh, what would your take? What would your take be overall? I know that uh, we find the San Francisco 49ers bowing out of the playoffs a little bit surprising in that fact, with all the dissension going on there, and that subject matter that I talked about earlier on in the show is the fact that the NFC South, being dis- as disgraceful as it is, will still have a team hosting a playoff game this year, and the fact that I think reseeding has to happen here real soon in the National Football League. Your quick overview right at the top of your head, Dave, of the National Football League season this year. Sometimes there's an abundance of chalk. Sometimes it's an abundance of dogs. uh, Sometimes sleeper teams coming out of the woodwork. But what would be your one take going into the playoffs thus far this season that you've seen from the 2014 NFL season? Well, obviously, one of the surprise teams, even though they were 10-6 and last year, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals, even with uh, you know Carson Palmer going down and Drew Stanton going down, and no, no matter who they plug in, either at quarterback or at running back, even Larry Fitzgerald was out uh, a couple games. And defense, they've had some injuries too, but they keep plugging along. So uh, they, they've they've certainly been a surprise. We'll see how they fare uh, Sunday night at home against Seattle, which is trying to catch them in the NFC West. Um, yeah, like you said. Uh, it, Favorites and underdogs <clears throat> pretty much split against, against my view from Vegas consensus closing lines. Uh, 107, 107, and 5 against the spread. Uh, exactly 500. The over-unders were exactly 500 going into this past week. But uh, unders went 13 and 3. Um, that, was, uh, that was pretty surprising. And obviously people that uh, you know, keep saying that you, got, you can only bet overs in the NFL. Uh, you got their lunch handed to them this past week. But uh, it's uh, it's yeah, it's very very interesting season, and like like you said, the the NFC South is uh, intriguing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, would would you make a bet now about who would come out of there? Uh, the, the Saints, the Falcons, or the Panthers? <laughs> it's a it's a pretty interesting uh, uh, three way prop there as well. So it's uh, you know, AFC seems a little more formful, you know, with the division winners uh, <clears throat> lining up over there. But uh, it's a uh, it's going to be a very interesting uh, playoffs coming up. And yeah, I, there, I don't think there's any team you can say is head and shoulders above all the rest. 
Um, in fact, the uh, NFL Vegas power rankings that we do on Tuesdays at ESPN, ESPN Insider that I do with a couple other uh, handicappers, uh, Aaron Renning of SportsMemo.com and Sal Savaggio of ManicSports.com. And we, we have the uh, Patriots, Broncos, and Seahawks in a dead heat three-way tie for the top power rating. And then we have uh, Green Bay Packers just a half point behind before you see a drop-off to the Cardinals. So, you know, any of those four teams, uh, again, I don't think anyone would, would be surprised. Yeah, those appear to be the four teams that uh, I also mentioned in a column that I write for the USA Today about being the four front runners in the National Football League playoffs thus far this football season here. And it'll be interesting to see, as you say, Dave, where the Arizona Cardinals fit into the mix. I think, hands down, NFL Coach of the Year would have to be Bruce Arians this football season for the masterful job that he's done, especially given the circumstances with all the injuries that he's had to deal with and the fact that remains that he's still atop the NFC West. So, you know, we're not quite yet there to pass out these awards, but uh, these are the teams that are certainly in contention as we visit with Dave Tooley from viewfromvegas.com. And Dave, with that, I'm going to hand it off to you for your complimentary play on the NFL side of football things this week. What live dog gets your attention this week? Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to the Cardinals. Uh, they got the league's best record against the spread, uh, 10-4. and four, And they're at home against Seattle. <clears throat> line, line currently up to eight uh, on the uh, Westgate advance line that they send out. It was a six and a half last week. So it's even uh, steamed past that, even with uh, with both teams winning. No, obviously the you know the Cardinals now going to uh, you know Ryan Lindley, I believe, right? That it's, that's <laughs> correct. Things <laughs> change so fast that uh, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> that's who's expected to start now. But uh, it's uh, but yeah, no matter who, who they plug in, uh, yeah, the defense you know, keeps them in ball, in ball games, and the, the offense uh, gets enough done. So I I think you know. I, I'm sure you got the stat uh, somewhere there about NFL home underdogs of eight points or more. <laughs> it's uh, it's some some like 85 percent or something in the last 10 years, something like that. So um, again, it, it, it's a good spot from point spread perspective. But again, like I said, even the matchup I like uh, with the Cardinals at home, and they they still feel disrespected. So I think we're gonna get our best effort there and can keep it within a, a touchdown. Dave Tooley running with Ryan Lindley, soon to be the answer to a trivia teaser. People want to know who was that quarterback with the Arizona Cardinals that took him into the playoffs. But nonetheless, he likes them as I as do we here in the Playbook newsletter this week. The Arizona Cardinals plus the points against Seattle Seahawks this week for his complimentary play on the football show this week. Dave, great job on the show once again this week, and I'll look forward to visiting with you for our final edition here of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread next week. Best of luck to you this week, and may the ball bounce your way as well. Uh, th- thanks a lot, and yeah, um, happy holidays to everybody, and uh, best best wishes to Victor and his continuing recovery. Thank you much, Dave. That was Dave Tooley joining us from ViewFromVegas.com. Don't you go away. When I come back, I'll share with you our awesome angle of the week and my complimentary play for the final segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. <laughs> For the playbook, easily the winningest football newsletter in the nation. Filled with on-the-money best bet winners, awesome angles, and tremendous trends each week throughout the football season, it's vital information you can't do without. Get smart, get playbook, get every edge imaginable. Log on today for a copy of this week's playbook football newsletter now at playbook.com 
or call 1-800-PLAYBOOK today. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week, and we call it Baby, It's Cold Outside. And what we're looking to do in the National Football League is to play against any winning NFL Dome team that's playing outdoors in the month of December in a cold-weather site when they're taking on a division opponent. And I know the producer of our show, Chris, is not going to like hearing this angle because he's a big Detroit Lions football fan, but it will play against the Detroit Lions this Sunday when they invade the Chicago Bears by playing against these baby, it's cold outside teams in cold weather sites in the month of December. These dome teams, we've gone 27 and nine against the spread. That's a 75% winning angle. And with that, we'll fade the Detroit Lions this Sunday for our baby, it's cold outside, awesome angle play on the football show this week. And before I get to my complimentary show to wrap up the show this week, I want to remind our listeners out there once again that we're having another $99 football weekend of winners this week. We're on the heels of winning our National Football League Game of the Month last week. It was a solid selection play when the Buffalo Bills won the whole game straight up against the Green Bay Packers. And I'm proud to say that my National Football League service is documented number one in the National Football League this season. We've had a great football season thus far this year. Our NFL late phone service documented number one this year in the National Football League. You can pick up part of not only our NFL Perfect System Game of the Year, which is, by the way, the Perfect System Club on an 18-4 and four winning run. You'll also get all of the plays from our number one ranked late phone football service, which is documented 26-8 and eight to the spread of the NFL this year. And any college football bowl releases I make this weekend, all for just $99 complete. When you log on to the website to sign up now at playbook.com or call me toll-free in my office at 1-800-321-7777 to join me for our NFL Perfect System $99 Football Weekend of Winners. You'll be glad you did. And while you're there at playbook.com or call our office, make sure to check out the special offer from DraftKings.com where you can pick up your free copy of the 2014 College Football Bowl Stat Report. With any questions or comments you might have, simply log on at DraftKings.com. Use the promo code MLATS. That's an abbreviation for Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, MLATS. Register. Call our office toll-free once you've done it, and we'll make sure we get you a copy of the College Football Bowl Stat Report. Compliments of DraftKings.com. My complimentary play on the football card this weekend, taking a look inside the New Orleans Bowl matchup in the Superdome in New Orleans, where Louisiana Lafayette will play Nevada in this football game. The Raging Cajuns are a football team that started out a little bit slow this football season here, if you will. They got out to a bad start going just 1-3 and three to begin the football season, but they rallied to win eight games going 8-4 and four to close out the football season. A team playing with a lot of momentum right now are the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. They're going to play host to Nevada, a football team that bottomed out a little bit to end the season. They're 7-5 and five coming in here, but they did lose <clears throat> excuse me, two of their last three football games to conclude the football season. You take a look inside our college football bowl stat report, we note that Nevada, as a bowl team, when they're off a win, as they are in this game, the last seven times they've been in this role, they've gone 0-6-1 against the spread. On the flip side, we're talking about a Louisiana Lafayette team that's been terrific under their head coach, Mark Hudspeth. 
He's 13-3 and three to the spread in his career when he's off a win, taking on an opponent off a win. On the other side, Brian Polian, the head coach for Nevada, has really struggled in his career with the Wolfpack. He's gone just 1-8 and eight straight up in his career against 600 or better opponents. With that, we'll grab the points with what I think is the wrong team favorite here against Nevada. We'll play Louisiana Lafayette in the New Orleans Bowl for my complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread for Victor King from King Creole Sports, along with Dave Tooley joining us from ViewFromVegas.com and our good friend Jack Reynolds, we know is listening from above. Until next week for our final show of the season, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.